Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, that favorite time of the year has come once again when we talk about stewardship as a congregation. (laughs) Stewardship has a reputation in the church of being an uncomfortable time, filled with guilt and these terrible conversations about money. But we continue to challenge that mentality by instead trying to focus on the opportunity for generosity as a way of life and how we experience blessing in our own lives through being blessings others. This year we're going to be using a book written by one of my seminary professors, Dr. Mark Allen Powell, and it's a book that he wrote based upon one passage from another book that he wrote. The other book was all about following Jesus, and in it he had this beautiful passage that really hit home for a number of his readers. There he focused on Matthew 6, where Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Dr. Powell made the point that we often hear that verse and still think of it in the inverse. We tend to think about it in terms of where our heart is, then our treasure will follow. If we really care about something, if we're moved by a story or a cause, then we will contribute resources based upon how much we feel that an organization has earned our support. But Dr. Powell says it's different than this. Dr. Powell says that, my pages are out of order here, (laughs) sorry. There we go. Um, He says that, in fact, Jesus makes a different case for faithful discipleship. Jesus knows that we often get so caught up in our attachment to our resources that our investments matter. We make significant commitments to God's mission in the world, because if our resources are invested substantially there, then we'll find that our heart ends up there as well. Makes the point that in a world of competing interests, where so many other things leave us feeling empty or depleted, we can help ourselves by putting our commitment to ministry first so that we stay focused on the things that really have the potential to change the world and our lives together. So Dr. Powell wrote this book that we'll be studying throughout this series. We'll be studying in it an adult education around this passage that was so beneficial to people. And he wrote this book focused solely on generosity and what Scripture teaches us about living a generous life. And it's not about guilting people into giving more. The focus is on demonstrating how a life lived generously is a life lived more fully. Generosity isn't a plea for support. It's an opportunity to see and experience more in this world. When we start from a place of trusting in God's generosity, we are free to see so much more love and hope and goodness in this world. And when we are generous ourselves, we experience so many more of these gifts in our lives. In the introduction to the book, Dr. Powell 
tells of an old Gaelic legend of warriors being baptized with one arm out of the water. They were keeping one aspect of themselves free from their commitment to Christ so that they could call upon that part of themselves to bring harm to others in war. He points out in sharing the story that we often think of our faith in terms of partial commitments. And he makes the point that stewardship is not about a partial commitment with some of our financial resources to help a cause. It's about a total mindset of generosity in all aspects of our lives. Do we look at our lives and our world from the perspective of serving others and focusing more on the needs of others than ourselves? And can we see in this kind of living not a burden, but rather an unburdening? Can we see that God has given us the gift of freedom from self-justification so that we are free to love and serve others? I see it all of the time in those who operate from a mindset of generosity here in our community. I'm continually inspired by those that give so generously of their resources because they're also people that are so committed to the work that we do in Jesus' name as a congregation. And as I've reflected on Dr. Powell's insights into Matthew's gospel over the years, I've observed it to be so true. I've watched financial commitments increase at the same time that satisfaction and excitement about being part of the ministry increased for these families and individuals. So for the next six weeks, we're going to focus on different aspects of generosity that enrich our lives and deepen our experience of God's goodness in the world around us. And it begins most appropriately where it must by focusing this week on God's generosity to us. It's a crucial place to begin because it shapes how we look at all of the gifts that we have in our lives. Do we see them as things that we have earned solely on our own through our own effort and merit, or do we see them first and foremost as gifts from God? And when we struggle, do we blame ourselves and just apply more pressure, or can we turn to the God that wants to love us forgive us and bless us and let those things go and begin anew. The world's really good at telling us that it's all about scorekeeping and earning things for ourselves and the reality is that there is an isolating weight to existing in the world in this way. Seeing what we have as a gift from God to be shared freely as it's been given to us so freely has a lightness to it that builds relationships and draws us into community and rather rather than having us constantly seeing ourselves as competing against each other. In our gospel lesson for today and the letter to the Galatians, Jesus and Paul point towards this gift of freedom and why it matters. Paul says that we are freed for freedom's sake. We are freed because this is God's will for us. God doesn't want us to live a transactional life where we're always looking over our shoulder, wondering if we've done enough, wondering if we've done more than our neighbor, 
Instead, God has a different dream for us. God's dream is that when we get used to not looking over our shoulders, we are then freed to see what is in front of us. And the more we see what is in front of us, the more we see the needs of others out there before us, and the more we will want to make a difference by helping others. In Galatians, Paul gives us some great insights to what this might mean. For freedom, Christ has set us free, but the question then becomes, what do we do with this freedom? What is the fruit of this gift? And Paul indicates in the Galatians how we can distinguish whether we are serving our own self-interest with our freedom or actively working towards the freedom of all. And Paul says we will see it clearly in the outcome of our actions. And he then, after this passage that we have today, he lifts up some of the most obvious examples of self-serving behaviors and then he contrasts it with the fruit of the Spirit. He says we see the difference between self-interested rot and life-producing fruit. How do we know if we're actively seeking the freedom of all for the good of all? He says we see it in the fruit of the Spirit that is inevitably produced with such work. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The world's going to tell us again and again that life is about scorekeeping and earning it for ourselves. But God's inviting us to see the world through a different lens that begins with all that God has given us so freely. For the next six weeks, we're going to go home and you're going to turn on the television after you've been here or pick up your iPad and you're going to see messages that reinforce that life is about your achievements. So we want to encourage you to do something else as well. Pastor Michelle has put together this generosity journal that we encourage you to use for the next six weeks to actively reflect on how God's blessings are manifested in your life. You'll find them scattered throughout the gathering space out there following worship this morning. Take time each day to reflect on God's generosity in your lives. And I'm confident that the more time you spend reflecting upon God's generosity, the more peace, joy, and goodness you'll see and experience and create in the world around you. When I think of just the last couple of weeks, I think of one of our members who stopped by my office with a very generous check given in response to the letter we sent out a couple of weeks ago. It's from a family that gives generously year after year, and whenever the, the husband of that couple comes in to drop off that check, it's never with a burden of obligation. There's not a grimace on his face like, here, I'm giving you what we owe you. It's always with a smile on his face and with a word of encouragement because he feels like what we do here matters for the sake of the world, and he is happy to be supporting this work. I also think of painting a porch last weekend with a great group of guys. You see some pictures from last week here. 
None of us knew the person whom we were serving in advance, but we all walked away with a smile on our faces and satisfaction in our hearts because we knew that our giving of our time made a difference for the owner of that house. And you saw that same satisfaction on the faces of people over and over again throughout our God's work, our hands weekend. Living generously makes a difference for others. And it makes a difference for us when we can more fully give ourselves to others instead of being consumed by our own self-cares and doubts. God has created us to be a generous people. God has freed us to be generous people. And I pray that the next six weeks are indeed a gift to you in a time of growth for all of us as we discover more and more peace and joy in our living by more fully living for the sake of others. Amen.